sunshine, rocking the good time with all our friends. Easy and carefree, out in the summer breeze, loving a simple thanks for hours on end. Right about sundown, we lay on the ground, count on the stars as they come out one at a time. Ain't this a sweet life? Hey everybody, I'm X Factor winner Tate Stevens, and welcome to the Sweet Life Podcast, where we talk about everything from music, sports, food, entertainment, and, well, just living the sweet life. All right, everybody. Hey, it is uh, me, Tate Stevens, along with AJ Kronk, as usual. Yeah, man. All right. Today, uh, episode number two, season three, starting to roll. Yeah. Already on episode number two, season three. <laughs> we got we finally nailed down two weeks in a row. <laughs> so um this this week's gonna be a lot of fun because we're we're coming into the time of year that I love. The fall is the is my favorite time of year, not just because of Thanksgiving, because I'm fat, but because of the things we get to do outside. Uh obviously big outdoors guy, hunter, fisherman, that kind of thing, and 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 football also you know, thrown in there too. But um mainly the hunting and fishing thing. Uh, today I have a really cool guest, buddy of mine, um, been in the outdoor industry for 20 plus years, known the guy since school. Um, man, just, uh, he, he's got a lot to talk about, a lot to, uh, a lot to let people know, a little knowledge he can throw on some people. And, and, uh, so if you're, if you like hunting and fishing, just really hunting right now, uh, if you like, uh, deer hunting, elk hunting, turkey hunting, that kind of thing. If you're into that, we got the guy, uh, so stick around. Man, hey, uh, it's gonna be cool. I got my buddy, Mr. Kevin Deshong, in uh, in studio with us today. Gonna talk about some hunting and also some taxidermy because he does both. Uh, he's really good at both of them. So let's get into the hunting thing yeah. because that's, I mean, that's what we're gonna talk about today a lot. Um, what what got you into hunting? Where did you start? Like, um, you know, I, I know we talked a little bit, uh, but. So dad was not, your no. dad didn't hunt? No, he got me into rifles. Okay. And, you know, allowed me to do anything. But if, since you asked, I have to track it back to my mom's side of the family. When we would go to, he, my grandpa was, had property in Pike County, Illinois. And so nice. when we would go up there, grandpa would always be hunting. Right. So the inch, when I, when I would, we would pull in, grandpa was somewhere, but I didn't know where right. he was. He was hunting. I was a little kid and I couldn't <laughs> go. Because right. you could mess up grandpa's spots. <laughs> right. And so I think for me, the interest of wanting to know where he was, we'd go track his deer and so on, but I never got to see him hunt. Hmm. I went, I did check a trap line with him, stuff like that. But right. the unknown of, I wonder what grandpa's doing. I wonder where he's at. That has to be the first introduction to hunting that I had was the few times a year that we would go to Illinois. Right. And grandpa would be hunting and, you know, usually successful when we would go there he would treat us with fresh meat so we he would go out that morning and hunt squirrels and that would be it wouldn't be frozen it'd be fresh and so as a little boy you know you're up there you're fishing with grandpa hunting with grandpa and that has to be the initial part of it so um and you were little little right then uh grandpa grandpa still have some county some uh, land in pike county illinois no oh that's a bummer (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he did the buy sell, and then now right. he's you know pretty much out of the hunting and stuff now at his age. Right, so it's like okay, hey, 
what's grandpa doing? Right. He goes out in the woods. And now and we're then, dragging a deer back. And now we're, we're bringing these animals back yes. that he's, he's There's harvested. A, what was all the stuff in between? I need to go experience that. Yeah. So when did that start for you? Were you high school or were you junior yeah. high? So my, I think my first hunt, I was 14 or 15 years old. Okay. And <laughs> I remember it plain as day. I was scared of the dark, you know, <laughs> as a little boy, everybody no, wants to be tough. Hey, no. Like, you know what I'm saying? No. Nobody wants don't, to say that. You don't even... <laughs> But I know some forty-year-old okay, men well, that are I'm not scared, scared of the, the dark in any way now. But then I was so, <laughs> and I think as right. men we try to conquer all of our childhood fears. When I was a child and I wanted to go hunting, you had to go out in the dark, right? And there was boogeyman was out there, yeah. Bigfoot, yeah. whatever. It's funny, but it is. So um, anyway, yeah, I was about fifteen years old, scared to death, and I went out. I went out with somebody. We were down at the lake. My parents uh-huh. had a marina. That's right. And it was a lady, the manager. Was it Stockton? Well, yes. Yep, yep, yep. And it's big, it's big buck. I don't know. I mean, you know, as a kid, they're all big. <laughs> they're all big. They come in and I had my uncle's lever, Winchester Model 94 lever action 3030. Right. And I did everything I could to hold it as steady as I could. And I was shaking so bad. I shot, it ran off and I couldn't stand up. And I was hooked ever since. Yeah. Um, okay, so just a quick uh, thing. You said men try to conquer their fears as they yeah. get older. Um, I've been afraid of spiders my whole life. It's not working. And I will never no. conquer that fear. No, we don't have any spiders. No. No? no. It's not happening. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. I'm not afraid of the boogeyman. <laughs> no. I'm not afraid of any person. But that spider's got you. Golly, <laughs> creepy little bastards. Yeah. I can't. Listen, and you know the best kung fu teacher? Is walking in in the yeah, dark in, a web. in the web. Yes, you <laughs> will punch. <laughs> you are like kicking, crane. Everybody kicking. does. Every, yeah. Oh my. Oh, I'll scream. Because you know it's stuck to you somewhere. It's on you. Yes, it's and on they're you. quiet killers. Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Dude, they don't really, make this sound. Is how we start this out. Yeah. Hey, oh, I'm telling okay. you. Just for now. Yeah. The, the spider is. They they don't make noise. They're fast. Yeah. They're sneaky and they bite you. Well, spiders are going away anyway. Sort of. Yes. Yeah. I walked into a few. So Hayden shot a deer the other night and and uh, a doe, and we were walking through, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> here they come. And then you know, yeah, no. So try New Mexico. There's tarantulas all over down there. Yeah, that's probably probably not yeah, going to happen. Every until year late, that I'm late, there, late. they're <laughs> migrating in the fall, and we see quite a few of them. That's weird. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't know if I'll ever go there then. Yeah. I've got plenty of videos <laughs> of them on my phone. I'm sure you do, and we're good. I don't need to see okay. them. But anyway, so now 14, 15, yep. bow hunting. Are we bow hunting or rifle hunting? That was time? rifle. So. Um, and you guys had where you lived, you had some woods right yeah, there I can at the hide house. Out my back door, yes. Yeah. So that was easy. That made right. it that made it nice. Yeah. You know. Um so you you did you realize that you're like, this is it. Yeah. I'm I, hooked on this. Yeah, stuff. so it was and I think for a lot of people, I think it's deep. I mean, for men it's deep. Um, you know, for me it was just something that was constantly in my head. It was something that called at me all the time and I didn't have Sounds funny, but I didn't really have a choice. It was just there. And so all right. I did was answer the call all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I grew up in the country, dirt bikes, motorcycles, yep. hunting, fishing. I played in a creek. There wasn't nothing else. Right. Um, and so it just went from there. You know, that's what it did. And very quickly went to archery. Right. Um, after archery hunting, I'd still rifle hunted. I believe in all types of hunting. I don't yep. care what it is. If it was rifle season, I rifle hunted. But from about 16 on, I was a avid archery hunter. And I shot barebow, you know, traditional barebow, yep. all of that. But it was just something that all the way up, even till to this day, it just screams at me. And 
that that's for me ar- archery is is are you sure now look I, and and I feel like I'm a better shot with my bow than I am with a gun for some reason I don't know why but obviously I can shoot something at 500 yards with my rifle yeah. and you know you can't do that with a bow but I'm I'm I feel more confident hunting with a bow yeah than I do with a rifle um and it might be some of the misses I've had with a rifle that I'm like, how did I even, how did I not hit? It's a hundred yards away. How did I not hit it? You know, or I hit it, but why did I hit it there? That right. kind of thing. Um, you know, so I, I, I'm, I love bow hunting. You have to get close. Yes. You can, and, you know, and, and as a hunter, you'll know this too. Sometimes you smell them. Oh yeah. Before you can Especially see Especially elk. When we're hunting elk, I know, I know when I'm in the elk long before I'm in them because of the smell. Really? Yes. I so mean, that's now that's that, that's something I have to do. Yes, I have to elk hunt. Yeah, it's I'm, a I'm, six I mean, eight hundred pound turkey. It's awesome. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, I always have friends. So here's the thing. You know, you, you. I have friends, uh, Craig Morgan, and and some of the the big country stars yep. that are my buddies, and they all elk hunt and stuff like that. And I'm like, hey guys, take me. Right. Take me when you go. Oh yeah, we're gonna get you in. We got you. We're gonna, you know. I'm like, uh, and it never happens. Phone never rings. Yes. And I'm like, and then I see this giant bull. You know, they're sitting yeah. behind. Look what I got. You know, and I'm like, hey guys, huh? I'm still checking your phone. Yeah, I'm like, like I guess thanks for that. Bro. It's broke. It's broke. <laughs> Numbers the same. Have to be broke because you were gonna call. <laughs> I know you said you would. Yeah. No, and so I have to do it. And and I, I mean, we all we're all hunters and gatherers. That's what we yeah. are. You know, so we're like you said. You kind of answer the call. It is not to, not to be philosophical, but it is what we do. It is, yeah. You know, it is something that everyone's born and bred with. That's it, born into us. Yes, we we hunt and gather. Right. You know, um, some people just don't have we, it. We have the luxury that our food is in a grocery store, but the yeah. reality is, is we are prepared. Yeah. To, to, to get ta- it. Yeah. To, to take care it. of it. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, so another tangent that I go off on. This is why I. Why AJ's just he just laughs and he mutes me probably a lot. So <laughs> so you know I have to listen surprise to this that, stuff. Yeah. Surprise that cricket sound doesn't yeah. come up. Oh yeah. So <laughs> so now um whitetail in, in the Midwest. Yeah. Um obviously that's what you started hunting. Yes. Um uh, it is one of the the coolest things to watch a white tailed deer in in its own habitat yes do what they do they're really cool they're they're really neat creatures man they're 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 amazing they're very tricky animal yeah Yeah. and 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 so what draws you so for me in the beginning honestly it was hunting hunting was very related to killing as a young boy like let's face it right. right it's a very strange thing there's the circle of life and when you're a boy I went out and I went hunting, but I killed stuff. That's what I did. Yep. And very quickly after that, you gain respect for the animal that you killed. It yeah. It took its life. Now, my family eats nothing but what we kill or catch. So, you know, obviously we go to restaurants or whatever. But at home, sure. it's the same thing. Yep. So I raised my – he had a steak the other day and wanted to know what was wrong with it because it was sour. Because he doesn't not used to fat in the food. Oh. So that's how much – venison and elk and what we eat but um the other thing for hunting for me um was it's one of the 
it humbles you all the time. You're going to be unsuccessful 99, 9 out of 10 times. Absolutely. And so out of all the things that you can do right in life, <clears throat> hunting will always set you straight. It's a great equalizer. And so, you know what I mean? I never thought of it the that way, but you're right. struggle is amazing. And if you don't like struggles, everything's going to work against you, right? That's yep. how it works. So when you go hunting, it's exceptionally rewarding when it does work out because so many times it doesn't. But as a as a person that learns fast, I'm a fast learner. All this you, and but everything's gonna go wrong. It's not yep. in your favor. It's a prey animal. It's smarter than you. It's better than you. It lives there all the time, and you have to go outsmart it. And the achievement. Everybody says they're yeah. not a hunter. I'm not a hunter. And so do you are you more of a man because you killed? Yes, I guess I am. I know that sounds yeah. funny, but when they say that, I see it all the time on social media platforms. Everybody, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, you killed. You know, I'm friends with a lot of world champion coyote callers. And, yeah. Oh, you killed 200 coyotes. Does that make you more of a man? Maybe it does. We have, yeah. everybody wants to score another touchdown. They want to hit another home run. Yep. No offense. I, I want to go hunt another deer. Mm-hmm. I want to be successful. I want to freeze, uh, fill the freezer. I want to achieve a goal. And the goal is I practiced all year long and I want to kill the animal. Yeah. I mean, that's it. We, we look at, and, and I know a lot of people, AJ, I don't know. Um, AJ's from Arkansas. So yeah. the, the natural state, man, they got deer. They, I mean, you guys have abundant Are you amounts of deer. South of the Arkansas river or, um, cause you have pine plantations down there. Well, you know, yeah, kind of down by little rock. Is where okay. I was from. Yeah. So you're yeah. still a li- little bit Northern. Yeah. But, you know, like, did you did you do a lot of hunting? Uh, not really. Not really. No. When you were growing up, Mm-mm. so I, I, my dad, of course, fishing, hunting, and all that. My dad, that's how we grew up. Um, I used to kind of not like fishing so much. Yeah. Because you know, my dad, we had to be quiet all the time. You know, you can't talk. We're on a boat. I'm like, dude, we're on a boat. My dad's right. like, yeah, you're talking too loud. Shut up. Right, it doesn't matter what you do. If yeah. you're in the outdoors, dad's always going to go, shh. <laughs> yeah, and as a kid, you're going to go, why? Why? I'm why? like, we're on a boat. They can't yeah. hear. It's in, they're yeah. in the water. Well, you're just banging the boat, and yeah. the fish can hear you. I don't. They really just want peace and quiet. <laughs> I and so. you, I have a seven-year-old. I'm living it right now. Right. My kids look at me like, Dad, um, the boat just flew by us at 50 miles. <laughs> shh, son, shh. They're used to the boats yes. going fast. They're not, they're not used to you. <laughs> <laughs> so now you know. Yeah. Now I, you I know. guess that's what yeah. it was. But so I kind of got off the fishing thing, but I really got into the hunting thing. Yeah. Um, and it was the archery thing, and because it was hard. Yeah, it is to learn to shoot accurately. Yeah. Um, from distance, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70. 80 yards, yeah. you know, when you're shooting the distance, it's like you can't even really see what you're aiming at. You know, your peep, you're pin looking through your, your pin yep. completely covers the whole target. And you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. I, you, it's kind of like, okay, well, let it go. And, <laughs> oh, right. I did it. I you did know, it. so it's the practice. Like you said, it is it is the everything leading up to harvesting that animal. Yeah. Um. Some animals are are like the, the whitetail, because what we do here in the Midwest, whitetail and turkey hunting, you know, uh, and then you obviously elk hunting for you. I haven't done it yet, but I will. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they we get to at certain times. This is the other thing that I love about it. We get to kind of reverse nature a little bit, especially turkey hunting. You go turkey and put a call in oh, your mouth. Yeah, and you make the 
Tom come to the to hen. To you, because yeah. that, that's the nature not how, of the hen goes to the Tom. Right. And bucks, kind of this, I'm grunting. Right. And, and I'm grunting, and I'm sounding like another male mature deer. He's going to turn from, hopefully, if we do it right, and he's <laughs> and they're in the right mood to come fight me, we can get a buck to come in and find me. Yeah. You know? Uh, and some people use decoys. Some people don't. You know, that's, that's uh, you know, you could talk all day about decoys and right. why to use them and why not to use them, you know? When, when not to, whatever. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and so that part of it, an elk hunting, you bugle, you cow call. You yeah. bugle, you cow call. Yeah, and it's strictly, I mean, mostly either spot and stock or calling. There's very little sit and wait. Right. And so, I've seen a few people water hole. Water hole, yes. And and uh, to me, that I don't want to do that. I mean, if I if that's my very first time I get to hunt, and that's what they're doing at that time, yeah. then I will do it. But I want to. I want to be. I want to hear them for one. Yeah. I want to hear that thing just go screaming. You know, because I in the in the yeah. wild on TV it sounds cool, but I know when you're out there with them, it has to be even bigger. And, yeah, what's and, amazing and about them is when they come in, they're loud. So we sneak through the woods. It's funny. Predators sneak through the woods. So we sneak through the woods. They pick you out very quick because right. an elk is loud. They bang their horns on trees. They're rolling rocks and snapping twigs, and all of that's going on when you're calling them in. And so with the first time you ever call an elk in, you're really surprised at how much commotion is happening when it's coming in. It's just crazy. You're like, right. oh, my goodness, I'm I'm tippy-toeing around here worrying about rolling a rock, and he sounds like a bulldozer coming through. And moose are the same way. Right, you right, know, right, right. Breaking everything on the way in. They're big, heavy animals, and it's noisy. So fast forward a little bit here. We're out of high school. Um, you've, you've been successful hunting in high school uh, in all platforms, you know, turkey hunting. Yeah. And, and, and is that when you kind of got in turkey hunting also in high school? Did yeah. Did you start turkey I, hunting in high school? Yeah. I, I, when I took on hunting, I took it all on. Yeah. yeah. And... and uh, this time of year, especially, it's like you smell things. Everything smells different. Yeah. That there's a feeling in the air. You walk it today. I should have been in a tree today. So for me, it's my wife's but. potpourri that's all over the house that's contaminating my clothes. <laughs> that's a different story. We'll get into that <laughs> yeah, later. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I, oh, I know. There's nothing Candles. better than there's nothing better than sitting down in your tree stand. And you're like. Pumpkin I smell spice. sherbert. <laughs> How in the heck? <laughs> this is pumpkin spice. Yeah. Uh, hope you guys like right. your, hope you guys yeah. like your lattes. I hope the wind's in my face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> so every guy knows that. Everybody's laughing right now because yeah. they know it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so fast forward a little bit. Yeah. Now you're you're you've you've been successful on your own, just hunting. Yep. You you kind of got into uh, not kind of, but you did. You got into filming. Yes. Um, and and you're filming your own hunts, and you're filming your buddy's hunts. Yes. You're filming, and you're doing this thing. It was that the natural progression for you to get into that because you watched yeah, it on TV, a, obviously. But. I was with a group of hard guys that when I mean, we lived together, it seemed like we just shot bows and hunted every day. And eventually, we started filming our own stuff. Uh-huh. And on it, it happens when things happen. There, it's strange how they happen. But a couple of us started. Um, with marketing firms. So what there was, was the outdoor product needed to go to big box. And there was a rep firm mm-hmm. that brought the two together. So we would go and talk about product. We didn't sell. We would go to Bass Pros and Cabela's. We were in with that marketing group and we would stand there and talk to customers about the product, not promote the sale, just inform them. Well, that got us into the 
sponsorship stuff. We're around the manufacturers, around all the people in the industry and so on. Mm -hmm. Well, then since we filmed our own stuff and we did it, you know, when you do it as carefree kids, there's a, there's an innocent innocence about it. This is very attractive. Yeah. And so both of us got invited to send some stuff into Archer's Choice. Yeah. And so we started filming for them. We filmed for some other small stuff and we had tons of footage. We sent that in. And then next thing you know, we're traveling all over the United States and Canada hunting and filming. Half the time I would hunt and half the time I would film and, and so on with the same guy that was that I was with. Yeah. 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 When did that? It, it's it's so much work. People, yeah. And that's the other thing. People don't understand. They watch it on TV. If you go watch you know, uh, Bill Jordan on TV or monster bucks or whatever you're going to watch on TV, addicted to the outdoors or any of the shows, um, with the crush with Lee and Tiffany, whatever. It's so much work involved in that. It's like you, you can't do anything else but that, right? That's your job. That's your life. Yeah. So as a videographer, you have to be just, you have to be equal with the hunter. Your, your skill level has to be equal with the hunter, if not better. But, you know, for me, when I filmed Dog Soldier TV, yeah, I carried three cameras. I had the over-the-shoulder broadcast camera. I had a DSLR around my neck for cinematography stuff. And then I had a point-of-view camera, something that established the shot. Well, when the talent, you know, Steve Kreiner, yeah, whoever yeah, yeah. would be in front of the camera, when they jump up and leave, they're, they just unload their gun and they walk to the truck. I undo everything, take it all down. I mean... I mean, you know what's yeah. going on here. Yeah. And then I get in the truck, we get up, and we have to set it all up again. Mm-hmm. It was, it's a lot of work. And then to do a high country elk hunt the same way, where you're charging batteries, you take batteries up there, chargers. I mean, it is, it's, it's pretty, it's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's very rewarding, but it, it's not easy. Yeah. No, I, I mean, that's what, and people yeah. don't understand that. So you were in the outdoor world with with the TV stuff, yeah. and I know you were a dog soldier uh, TV with Steve for for how long? How long did you do that? Three years. Well, he started the dog soldier, and I started filming for him in 2012 or spring of 13, and so I just stopped. Uh, he moved out to Wyoming, and so I haven't filmed for him much lately. Right. He's uh, yeah. I mean. Uh, and, and some people might not know his show is yeah. his dog soldier show, but they kill coyotes and, yep, predator, and show. predator show. Uh, and it's crazy to watch, you know, and, and what we see on TV, it's, it's bang, 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 yes. coyote, 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 bang, 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 and three coyotes are yeah. dead. But, but that it takes took us all year to film it. <laughs> it, yeah. took, it took three days to film those three yes. coyotes dying, you know, but you get it in, in a minute and a half, right. You know, uh, that's the work that goes into all these shows. Every one of them. They and all, even more now. I mean, it's well, way now, worse now. I mean, these kids are going to school for, you know, they're, they're yeah. going to, I don't know what the courses are anymore. Back then, there wasn't a resume that I could fill fill out. Right. I would just pick up a camera, film stuff, and it right. was good enough to be on TV. Yep. So then we learned and went with the times. But these kids are going to college now for all of the cinema photography yes, part of all it, of that. The, the, the editing, the, the editing, the yes. writing, yes. the storylines. They because they build them. That's what right. they're doing. And and they don't when when the people see people on TV doing their interview part, their their setup to yes. a hunt. It's all written. It's all yes. scripted. Somebody has to write that stuff. You know, yes. or because most people can't just. So we come have a sh- we have a shot list. Like if I'm filming you, yep. you 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 get your animal and you say things. Yeah, I have to write down what you said so I have footage to back up what you said. Right, right. You know, just like yep. him saying, if you say so and so's name and we don't know who it is, there's nothing to tie it together. Right. So oh, my job became <clears throat> filling in the blanks to what the talent was was saying. 
whether it's an um, uh, establishing shot of the countryside or the sunset or the waterhole or whatever. It wasn't just sitting down behind some guy filming. I mean, when whenever he would say something, I'd have a list of things he said. I'd have to film them to, to fill in the blanks. Yeah. And it, it, and it didn't. It started from the second I jumped in the truck to film the travel till the time we got home. Yeah. No. Absolutely. It's a it's a full time job and and a lot of work that people don't realize. Yes. So, okay, let's uh, hunt. You've hunted successfully around the country. Um, how, how many other countries? Just, just here Canada. in Canada. Yep. Okay. You, you've killed elk. Yep. Um, muleys. Yep. Whitetail. Yep. Turkeys. How many different species of turkeys you've killed? Um, actually just the Eastern. Just the Eastern? Yep. Okay. Um, now, I, now people are like, are you part of the deer, uh, thing where you kill a western whitetail and a uh, oh for the whitetail slam for the slam no i you know whatever yeah you can do that it's great yeah. good for you if you can afford it <laughs> yeah afford to do it and i don't there uh moose no no moose no moose no moose i haven't even filmed a moose i mean i filmed everything from alligators to right i mean it, the list goes on to stuff that i filmed you know so it, did now okay real quick did you do you do you like the filming part no, um, to be honest with you, n- not really. I'm not a videographer. Okay. Um, I did it to give me an avenue to hunt more. Okay. Yeah. And that's what makes it was. Sense. And if sense. you do anything with any kind of passion, it's America. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna be wanted. So it works. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No. 100%. Just try. It doesn't it doesn't really take that much to impress people. So that was right. my avenue to hunt more. What was funny? It's a double edged sword. Once you become decent at something, then that's now what you're, you that's do. what you do. Yeah. Hundred percent. And so I had to get back to hunting more. I had to back away from the the filming. Okay. Now, do you still film? Like you when you you and your son go out, you guys film. You do anything like I'm that? I'm gonna start. I actually have. Uh, some plans to to do that kind of that stuff. Would be I fun. have a name and different things. That yes. would be fun. You know what I mean? Just yeah. because it's just the two of you and it's special and you can do it. And I would do it more like tacticam footage. Yeah. People, you know, like the Point GoPros yep. and through the scope, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then I can just do establishing shots and simple stuff. Yeah. You know, clips now with social media, they're short anyway. Yeah. You know, back in our day, the uh, hunt was thirty minutes, and you had one animal. Absolutely. And now they're with every ten seconds, so yeah. it's 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 a different setup now. Okay, um, moving on to taxidermy. Yeah. So how? Okay, Kevin, he owns his own um, taxidermy uh, studio. Studio, yeah. um, because it is an art form. Yes. We've talked about that. It is. Again, you've seen. Billy Bass on the wall, right. you know, or a, or a trout or something on the wall. So, and you're like, oh, that's cool. People don't understand. You've had to paint that thing. Yeah, you paint it. You do all of it. Uh, it that's you know that in, in itself is art. Move to an animal. Move to a bird with feathers. Right. How do you keep the feathers on? It? <laughs> you right. know what I mean. Yes. How do you keep the skin? And and you got to tan it. Yes. You have to clean it. Yep. You have to get all the meat off of it, but not lose feathers and preserve it. Yes, and preserve it so it it'll stay forever. Right. Essentially, um, how do you? So what's funny from here in the Midwest compared to out west is that one of the first things that fathers teach their kid because the animal that they kill, the animal that they hunt out there, they have to pack it out. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come out on your shoulders. It doesn't come out on a UTV. It comes out on your back or a mule's back or a horse's back. So they, the first thing that kid does is when dad goes is the kid comes out and they start skinning it and they cape it. 
So the more you can break it down, the easier it is. Yeah. So the kid, even before he's even old enough to hunt, they learn how, how to, to, cape. To, cape, to cape a deer for a mount because a lot of these are guides. Or if out west you draw a tag, somebody goes with you because it's such a demanding hunt. Right. You're not getting the elk out by yourself generally. There's right. guys that can, but it's not really the norm. Right. So these kids learn field care from an early age. And around here, it's funny. I also process deer, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. And I do that to assist because I don't feel like the animal's cared for properly the way that it should be. So, And w- what I've noticed is you back up to it, you throw it in your UTV, it's barely field-dressed properly. Um, so the, the reason that I brought that up is because I see it firsthand all the time. And yeah. to have a good mount, the first thing you have to do is get your animal dry and get it cool, get it gutted. That gets the heat out. Right. And it's very important. But it's funny geographically how much different we are compared to out west, Alaska, anywhere where you have to break the animal down. Because you have to pack it They out. know it instantly. The kid, I mean, it doesn't matter how old they are. If they're willing to help, they're skinning it or even caping it off of the face, taking the hair off of the head and packing the cape out for the mount and then wow. they skull cap it with a uh you know with a bone saw and they bring out just a skull cap so they're not taking out any extra meat and around here it's it's different yeah you know people 100%. don't have any idea and uh, so as a taxidermist what why so what what got you into taxidermy into in yeah the first so place? but and i'll backtrack a little bit more i'm a construction worker by trade yep. i grew up in the construction field painted houses in my 20s had my own business then i was a Became an electric commercial electrician, master electrician. And to be honest with you, I'm not an hourly worker. So I was good at what I did. I was a foreman on the job, all that kind of stuff. But hunting always called. So every mm-hmm. fall, I had a really, really tough time being at work. Like I would love to, t- actually, to the point where I thought I was lazy. I'll just be honest. I thought that I wasn't a good worker. Mm. But that's not the case. I, you right. know, come to find out that's not the case at all. But it was the, you seen the need, you heard the call. I wanted good quality taxidermy, themed mounts. Like if I went to Montana and killed a whitetail, I wanted a whitetail that looked like it came from Montana, habitat, right. sagebrush, right. whatever that it may be. And I tried to find that in my local area and I couldn't get that done. So it was, if I seen the need, I heard the call. So I became a taxidermist and I wanted to be a taxidermist for higher end St- animals, pedestal mounts, wall right. pedestals, yeah. theme stuff. If you if somebody goes to New Mexico and they they get an elk, then I recreate New Mexico on a base for them. Sure. And so yep. that's really what it was, and it's taken me a long time to do it, but um, I'm getting it done. You and and, and so uh, last chance uh, wildlife design. wildlife design is your company. That's yes. that's your taxidermy and 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 uh, now processing a little bit also, which. By the way, if he makes the best deer breakfast sausage on the planet, you do like that. You do like that. I know. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. like last year I, I get killed phone this calls deer. from you. Hey, I got some burger. Can you make it in? The sa- <laughs> I did. <laughs> you did. I'm like, when are you making sausage again? I'm bringing some burger yeah. down. I need it. It's so good. Uh, and, and it's and it's relatively low fat because yes. you know you don't mix a lot of fat with it. Right. You know, it's delicious. Anyway, by the anyway, so so the taxidermy part, like you said, you want something that recreates what you saw when you were yes. hunting, where you were at, that whole thing. You know, so you did you go to you go to a class? Yeah, did so you... there's a lot of schools and different things. I chose to do it different. A guy that I filmed 
Arch, with Archer's Choice. He uh-huh. was a taxidermist in Illinois. And I went up there and I learned the basics. Um, but what I wanted to do, instead of going to a school, with I looked through the internet and I found people that I liked certain things about their work. Mm-hmm. And I went to them and paid them as a tutor Oh, wow. So oh, wow. I'd learn I from one guy, form alterations from another, bobcats from another. And it's starting to be the norm now to, to do that. To do that. Yeah. Wow. So you can do a taxidermy school to learn the overall gist, gist of, of taxidermy. But there's specialty people out there that are known for certain things. Right. If you're in the industry, you know so-and-so does great noses, so-and-so has great eye work. And right. if you can get into one of their seminars or classes – then Perfect. you can learn. But I wanted them. to fast track it, so I just got a hold of them. And said, hey, can I come? And what is it going to cost me to be with you for a day? And so they would say, this amount of money, and I was there. Yeah, or just, okay, come hang out, I right. guess, right? Oh, no, they want money. <laughs> oh, sure. It's an art form. Oh, sure, and so, sure, sure. You know, they're not giving up their secrets for nothing. Right, right. If you were went and joined your state shows, your state organization, yeah. when you go to that show, everybody gives up information because we're all there. We're all equal. We're all trying to learn. Right. But if you just come to me off the street, we're not, right. it's not the same. We're, you, if you go to the shows, then nothing is secret anymore. And, and so you've, you've recreated hundreds, yeah, hundreds of deer, elk, turkey, bobcats, coyotes. I do hundreds a year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hundreds and hundreds yeah. of these for people. Um, and and it's expensive. It's right. an expensive thing to get. Right. You know, um, people might look at a fish on the wall or a turkey on the wall and go, "Yeah, they just stuffed it," and then right. it's up there. You know so what I mean? think I think it's when you see the old barroom mounts back in the dry preserve days. It was it was different. We have social media now. Every person has what a deer looks like at their hand. Oh yeah, you know, when we were a kid, you didn't have that. So when you picked up your deer, it didn't matter what it looked like. You liked it because it was well, a deer. Taxidermists came a long way since the internet because all they got to do is look at a picture on their phone and look at the animal that the taxidermist did, and they don't look alike. Right. But what that is is a double-edged sword for the customer because now the customer demands better work, which and costs with more that money. would cost more money. Absolutely. 100%. And so I, you know, and I'm in the business. Everybody thinks taxidermy is supposed to be cheap. But we want it to look just like a deer. Right, right, right. And everybody has that issue. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can't win that one. We do the best. And now that the information's available, our taxidermy has skyrocketed as far sure. as quality of work. It's amazing yeah. now. Yeah. No, and it is great. It's awesome. I love looking at it. I, I'm, I mean, obviously. Yeah, the biggest thing, like I had a guy, it's, it's a funny story. It's a, it was a 200-inch whitetail. He took a picture of it and he sent it to me. And he's like, man, should I shoot this? It was only 14 inches wide. It was crazy. So I, you know, obviously with me, I'm like, you're crazy. Get it, get it down. So he shoots it and drives it straight to me from Northern Missouri. A couple, two and a half hours. Tan the cape, slips. But what, so my point with this is, is field care is, is a funny thing. It's not just field dressing. When that deer set in the sun, one side of the deer is up in the bed of the truck. It's 70 something degrees. Yeah. It gets bacteria. The second the animal dies, the immune system stops. Right. There's only a certain amount of time that a person has with a taxidermist, whoever has with that skin. Right. And so with him, um, that animal obviously had a bacteria on it already when it made it to... I had to get him another cape. It worked out fine. But there was no reason other than it was in the heat. Right. But my point with it is, is field care isn't just finding it, getting it gutted. 
Right. It's get it out of the sun, keep it dry, get the blood off of it. Lots of different things that really makes a difference because it be, it's kind of like the waitress that gets in, gets mm, scolded because the cook did something wrong. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. the same thing. I'm the taxidermist. I'm going to get scolded because the hunter did something wrong or right. or the processor. Here, my dog. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. such a turd. He's there. He's so mad. He's so mad his mom's not home. Is that what it is? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, he's, he's becoming like a guest character yeah, at this point. Yeah, it's something <laughs> he I'm like. He's like, nobody's asking me any questions. Yeah, I know, I know. If I let him in here, he'll he'll literally stand here and he'll bark. Like really? The, yeah, hold on, watch. Yeah. It's I, funny. I want to see it. <laughs> Tell him. And he won't Tell him who's him. here. Be like, listen. Yeah, I know. If you knew who was here, you wouldn't be doing this. Yo! <laughs> Let's talk just a second, and we, we don't have to take much more time with with the education for hunters. Um, hunters' education is is pretty. Mm, not, I'm not going to say non-educational for for some reasons. Um, it teaches some gun safety. Yeah. It teaches some things yeah. like that. And, and but there's nothing out there that really teaches somebody well, so who's trying to get in, just like. Film and outdoor TV, everybody wants to teach advanced tactics, but everybody forgets basics. And basics are everything. Because it, it is, it's one of those KISS principles. Keep, right, it, keep simple. it simple. stupid. Absolutely. Yes. So it's one of those, sim- and, you know, I try to get in 45 minutes before the sun comes up. Yeah. Because I make a lot of noise. So when, when I filmed, we would get in right at that first little bit of light because I, we were setting up. So I have... The other thing is if it's cold and you spend 45 minutes in the woods, that's for, that's 30, 45 minutes less. You're, you've only got a time frame right, before right. you get cold. Right. But other than that, yes, I agree with you. Get in there, get things calm, settle down. Yeah, that way yeah. It's still, it gets quiet again. Yes. So you can make a little noise in the dark, then it gets quiet again. So you might bump them a little bit, but they're going to eventually probably come back unless they right. smelled you. Yep. Um, you know, so hearing you, eh, they'll just kind of move or stare in that direction. And you might see them as soon as the sun comes up, staring at you. Yes. Like, where are you like, at? Psst, I know you're there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a minute, I'm going to blow at you. Yeah. I, I, I see you. I see you. <laughs> hey, fatty, you might want to suck it in. That tree's not big enough. You know what I mean? It's like, wow. Okay. So, but there's not a lot that, out there to, to help guys who are, or, or whoever learn yeah, but that. let me ask you this, though, because this is the information age. So my curiosity is, is, is not curiosity, I've seen it over and over. Hunters are notorious about knowing everything. We think we do. Yeah. You wouldn't be going hunting if you weren't going to win. <laughs> right. Like, I already know right. it all. I know exactly what I need. I know how to do it. Yep. So the humbling, right, the humbling Absolutely. that we talked about earlier Absolutely. is the teacher. Because you're, no offense, I'm just Kevin. You're just Tate. Yeah, yeah. You you know what I mean? But this guy that started hunting, he already knows everything. Sure, right? sure. I've sure. been doing it a lifetime. You've been doing it a long time. But you're not going to tell him nothing. So even he if actually, the information was he was, there, he was actually pretty. So he was in, in a position to listen. Because he was like, I've been, I've been hunting. This is my second year. Um, he said, I know I need help because I don't know. Right. Good. He goes, I love being out there, but I, you know. He didn't know to go in in the dark. Yeah. He didn't know where he was hunting. I said, do you have a food source? And he said, yeah. 
He said, uh, across the road, there's a bean field. Yeah. And he goes, I'm in this strip of timber that's in between a bean field and just like a pasture. And that's my my timber, and I that's where I hunt. And I'm like, okay, good. Yeah. Um, which way was the wind blowing this morning to where your stand is? Did he know? He, well, he was like, um, it was, he goes, I don't know. It was kind of, and I said, okay, time out. Yeah. You have to know. So for me, it's funny with all the deer that I mount, I ask a lot of questions to the hunters. And what I have found out that there's a 90, 10, 80, 20 rule, right? 20% of my customers are legit. They have everything down to a science. The rest of the people go hunting. There's a lot of successful people that don't, don't they, right? There's, there is that guy. I know. And I we know. all know him. Yeah, absolutely. Coughing, burping, everything, <laughs> smoking cigarettes, whatever, whatever yeah. that it may be. Yeah, and they're, somehow they're very successful. It's luck. And, and then there's the other guy that takes it extremely serious. Right. That yep. and 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 it and that tactic works for them. Yeah. But the majority of my customers is funny. They don't. They don't. You know, or they tr- they try, or maybe not so successful. At well, some everybody, of the everybody is the, and right. I mean this respectfully because we're all hunters. But everybody's a hardcore hunter. Just oh, sure. ask them. Yeah, just ask just them. Right. Ask Especially them. Uh, this month and next month. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But my, like I said, he was he was in a position, and and not that I know everything, I because I still learn and ask questions from people like you. Yeah. I call you. Hey, have yeah. you ever seen this? You ever heard this? Have you ever, you know have right. you ever experienced this? Because that's how I learn. Yeah. You know, and I know. Hey, oh don't do that. You know, if, if it even remotely sounds dumb, I try not to do it. Like, right. Should I walk in now, you know, or, or, or should I, maybe I shouldn't get down right now. Cause I've heard deer grunting. Maybe I shouldn't get down. Right. It's, it's 11 o'clock. I'm hungry. Don't get down. Don't get down. It's not the time, right? It's not the time. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Um, I've been stuck on a tree and busted on a tree because yeah. I was coming down and I'm like, there they are. And there they are. And they're yep. staring at me. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to sit here as long as my hands and feet will stay yeah. and without falling off the side of the tree. You know, and, and, and so I've been in those positions. I've learned from those, yeah. you know, but you can't, you, you're some, it doesn't matter. You can play the wind. You can be the, on time. You can do everything right. Scent yep. free. Put your bag, put your clothes, you know, you wash your clothes, you wash yourself, you wash your towel. Here's another thing. Yep. It's the little things, right? Oh, yeah. I'm going to try to give myself that one eighteenth yeah. of a more percent yeah. to see a deer because I wash my towel that I'm going to dry off with in scent-free stuff. A lot of people don't do that. Right. A lot of people just grab a towel. Well, towel smells good. It smells like downy. Yeah, it smells like April <laughs> fresh spring oh, yeah, flowers. Or, or Mama Sherbert. Yeah, yeah, or whatever. Scentsy, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So <laughs> I wash my towel. And all my clothes, my socks, everything. I wash all of it. I go in, I shower, scrub myself down with the the sent away soap and all that. Yeah. So I'm doing everything I can on my end right. to not smell like a person. Right. I get in my truck and clothes that I'm not that have been washed in that stuff. I'm not in my camouflage. Yeah. I get dressed in the field, if at all possible. You know, sometimes I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I'm gonna go sit in this ground blind, or I'm gonna sit in this box blind, and I'm I'm freezing. You know, out of all like, of the animals that I've hunted, whitetails are the notorious for this. When when we hunt elk, we wear boots that we've wore all year long. 
Yeah. Like there is you, it's the wind. We play the wind. That's it. You're not gonna, you, you're walking 10 to 15 miles some days. Yeah. There's no scent control with whitetails where it's a totally different thing. So what you're talking about is because it's such a crazy freak of an animal that can smell anything. Yeah. Like, I think you were talking about their nose one time. Um, and, and you said, you know, like a dog's nose is yep. great, right? But a deer smells better than a dog yep. does. Like it can a dog. smell, it smells your feet, your hands, <laughs> your hat, <laughs> yeah. the towel, yeah, the leaves. It smells all of them at one time. Right. And he, yeah, like you said, we smell a cookie, a chocolate chip cookie. A dog can smell well, the everything in it. And, and then the deer smells what the things that were in it were yeah. made of. Yes. You know what I mean? And the guy at the plant who made it. Yes. You know, or whatever. So, just as a perspective, you know, I do as a hunter, I try everything I can. I spray myself down. I spray all my stuff when I get out of the truck. So, and the other reason too, that you do this, I can only cut you off, but is for preservation of your place. Yeah. So even though you, you're doing that not to be winded today, when you leave, your odor still left behind. Yep. So the more preparation you have, the rubber boots, the scent control, when yep. you leave and the animal comes through in the dark, there is no... Tate like, hanging okay. out late there while you're gone. Yeah, absolutely. So that is the biggest thing. And, and once again, whitetails are notorious for that. Yeah. Patterning you before you can pattern them. And and that's what we're trying to do. Yes. Early, especially early season. You put your cameras out. You go look at this stuff and all that. Okay, let's get to, to some meat and potatoes of hunting and what people, some people don't know. Okay. Um, what the animals, they're, what they eat. Yeah. You know, sure, they're plant eaters. Right. You know, majority of, of the animals we're hunting are plant eaters. So they need forage browse. Forage browse yeah. or or anything like that. So they'll eat everything from tree bark to to you yeah. know whatever they find that that's palatable for them. Right. Beans, obviously. If you have soybeans, right, you know, early season, the deer, yep. yeah, they're they're gonna be out there doing breaststrokes in the deep green beans, you right. know, and they live in them. Yes. You'll see them bedded down in them because they don't have to go. They're just sitting there snacking like, oh, hey, <clears throat> grab yep. another pod of beans, you know, um, and they don't have to move. Uh, corn, same thing yep. with corn. As soon as that, that ear is old enough to have kernels, they'll if go. If it's the right season, a deer, if it's a small plot, they will wipe a corn plot out. They'll just pull them off of the stalk as yeah. soon as it smells sweet. Yeah, and and – um, it, it's one of those, you know, so, uh, but, and obviously you see them in bean fields, you see them in corn fields, yep. clover. Oh yeah. Uh, and, and so, now in different I think parts. it's an underrated food plot. It was one of the first food plots. Imperial whitetail clover had one of the, that yeah. was their first food plot. And then now it's oats and rye, wheat, all these things. And clover is a very, it's a very good one. It, it, clover, yeah. Clover, it, it's a great. Yes. Source of vitamins and nutrients that that deer, especially whitetails. If we're just truly talking whitetails, they need clover um, and, and and some rise and and some some things like that 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 are natural. Uh, um, I, I've heard people the brassicas basically. Yep. If you can plant brassicas and and have them, uh, I guess I'm saying I hope I'm saying that right. Um, so that's like your turnips, your radishes, your brassicas, the big tops for the, tonnage. Yeah. For, because it'll turn to sugar after the first When frost. freeze. Yes. Yeah, when they freeze. And, and you'll see them out there gnawing yep. on a big old turnip. Yep. You know, And that's all palatability yeah. is what that is. Because it'll be green when everything else is dead. Yep. So, you know, you we plant things so we can grow big deer, right. meaning antler 
trophies. Yeah. You know, we're, we're looking at trophy hunters, right? We're, we're trophy hunters. A big doe is a trophy to me. You sure. shoot, you shoot a smart doe. You've done something a for the population of your deer B for hunting yes. <laughs> in that area, because she's going to tell on you. Everybody, everybody talks about doing herd management. One of the biggest things is this doe control, but that's one of the biggest skip steps. I think I see because, I agree. because that leads to, um, social pressure in animals. And what I've seen over the years is big deer do not like heavy social pressure. So when you have a lot of, so back in the day, it was have as many does as you can on your place and the bucks will come in and take, and you'll just have random bucks. But that's really not the case because the bucks don't have to, to, to travel for the does. They don't have to search. They don't have to go anywhere. They don't have to go nowhere. There's just doe after doe. So they don't have yeah. to show themselves. They don't have to travel. They don't right. have to troll. They don't. And it creates an issue. There's only so much carrying capacity of the land. Again, that's something like this year. We're we're we call it Doe Patrol. Yeah. This year's Doe Patrol year, right? right? So we're gonna take as many off our land yeah. as we can, whether that's eight or ten or right. whatever. Um, you know, we have a we have an abundant doe population. Every year we Most have most people do. You know, yes. uh, and and so we're trying to thin them out. Yeah. Uh, you know, fill the freezer. Right. That's the easiest yes. way to do it. You know, fill the freezer early, then you can trophy hunt. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and and and, and again, uh, here's another thing: if you don't eat deer meat, some people hate it. Yeah, they do. So You're right. Donate that deer. Right. Yeah. Help help share feed the harvest. Some, help feed, give it to help, a neighbor. Yeah. Whatever. Help feed families that need meat. Yeah. It's great meat. It's hel- It's the healthiest. It's the most organic meat you can get. Right from any grocery store, you're not going to find it any less fat, um, with without chemicals, without all that stuff. You know right. what I mean? It's it's the it's the cleanest meat you can have. Uh, so anyway, that's my little preach about helping about venison, sh- yeah, yeah, about sharing the harvest. There you go. Basically, anyway, so we're you know we try to keep the doe population down because I've always heard that, like you said, big bucks don't go anywhere. Yeah. If they don't have to get out of if yes. they don't have to really get up out of their bedroom, they're not going to. They're they are the the apex I mean right. they're the dominant thing on their property. What whether it's a uh 800 piece of 800 acre piece of land or an 80 acre piece of land or was, I see there was a 200 inch deer killed not far from me and he didn't leave 40 acres. That's until, right. Yeah. He did the year before he was a wounded animal but when he reached 200 inches he stayed on a 40 acre piece of property because he didn't have to leave. Didn't have to leave. That that I mean where there where there where this area was I could drive a mile and see 30 40 does not a horn one. Yeah. And he just didn't need to go anywhere. He was fed good. He had plenty of cover where he was at and all the does and at that time he was he was taken before the rifle season, but up until then, he never left that forty acres. And I know because I had cameras everywhere that I could, I Try couldn't to, get him. Right. But obviously, the neighbor could, and the neighbor ended up right. getting him. But right. that that particular deer was it was a secluded animal. Yeah. Again, and you don't because you, he didn't have to go anywhere. Right. So you thin out the doe population. It, it creates it creates and it's good it's healthy for your land yeah because you don't have you're not feeding as many people you know yeah. or yeah. deer you're yeah. not feeding as many social pressure and like I said carrying capacity of the land that's just yeah. what it comes down to um you know and I've heard I've heard the argument hey we don't need to kill does we don't I don't do that I don't you know we don't do that yep. we don't need to do that there's no sense in it okay 
right? If that's how you believe and that's do that, do your thing. Yep. Hopefully it works for you, you know, and some guys it does for whatever reason. They kill big deer every year. Yeah, they do. And they, they right. never <laughs> they never yeah. kill a doe ever. Which whatever, that's on them. That's their deal. For me, it's kind of like, let's let's figure it out. Let's thin some does out. And see if we see bigger deer. Yes, yeah, so or more. Me bucks. and my twin, me and my brother, did this very thing. We had an eighty acres, and one year we just seen an enormous amount of does. Mm-hmm. The bucks came in, the bucks left, they were gone, and we continued to see doe after doe. And we took, and we had friends come over that wanted sure. a deer, and they killed them. And I think we took eight something, eight or ten off of there. The very next year, we had three mature bucks come in on that property, and we took two of them off of there. And the only thing different was is we this eliminated social pressure. And so that's what we're we're trying. This is this is our year. You know, we're gonna try to kill as many. Uh, you know, basically thin them out. Is, yeah. is and, and you know, um, and harvest as many as we can. Uh, like I said, I know people who are like, hey, if you get a deer, I'll take it. Yeah. You know, I'm like, okay, cool. You know, good. I'll I'll try to get you one. Yeah. You know, um, I'll get mine, and then I'll get you one if I right. can. You know, that's the whole thing. So we're gonna try to kill three a piece. Uh, three does this year apiece, and I don't care if it's in. You does, know. does your property up there hold deer year round? Yes, because yes. one of the reason that I'm saying that is that sometimes I think people miss. I have different properties, and I can hunt them different times of the year, especially um, where we're from. They're 20 acres, 40 acres, even if it's 100 acres. Not right. every property holds deer all year long. Yeah, we do. And so I have different properties that I hunt early season. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have food, so but I'll have acorns, so there'll be deer there. The rut, there's a lot of deer there. Once the rut starts, I don't have deer on it. Then I have other properties that are closer to crop ground yep. that are much better depending upon the crop that's planted. Right. But I can hunt them all the way into the muzzleloader season, January, and so on. Sure. And I think sometimes people need to realize they need to analyze the property they have and capitalize when those animals are there, we ha- yeah our property our big property yes the five hundred and forty acres our big property yep. holds deer year round yeah um and you can see some in some days uh they they counted forty does in the field at one time nice in one field and I'm like that's a lot how long you this. been in that property now? seven years okay yeah this is going on seven I remember years. going yeah. and looking at yeah, it yeah. with you so um it's we hold deer we're it's kind of because we don't have food. Yeah. We are CRP and timber. And but you have creeks. food adjacent somewhere. Yeah. Oh, every, almost, right. almost on every side. So that's why you are their cover. So we're their they, cover. Yes. So, and, and it's so hard, you know, to hunt. It's, it's hard to hunt that property correctly, wind wise. Right. You know, because the whole west side of the property, we can't even get in. Right. There's an 80 acre timber piece which i love that piece by the way oh that's my favorite yeah you can't get in it yeah you because southwest west northwest wind it's very difficult to do anything with it yeah you can't they they know you're in it before you actually step in so um that piece that 80 acres holds a ton of deer because right across the street this year was corn yeah you know uh so they just hop across the street eat come back um, then on the other side, on the far east edge, it's, and when you say street, it was just a two track road, right? Yeah, it's just gravel. Yeah, it's all gravel. Um, but it's it's funny because right across the road on the other on the east side, which is all CRP, um, on the whole southeast part of our property, uh, like a eighty acre piece is CRP. There's not a damn tree on it, right? Except the creek line, that's twenty feet wide. That's it. 
only only trees on it. It's literally a huge terraced thing of of uh, CRP. Now, Beanfield, in, in, right next door in Wichita area, where I where I hunt, we do a lot of predator hunting there. The whitetails will actually bed in the fields. They bed in the fields around a single tree, and then they get up and walk to the timber to feed at night. Mm. It's very strange compared to around here because our right. deer generally bed in the timber, walk out to the fields. Right. To I th- I think we have a lot of bedding in that CRP. Yeah. Uh, obviously, because it's seven foot tall. Oh yeah. The CRP is literally seven foot tall. Uh, Hayden shot his doe the other night. We were walking in the CRP finding blood, and he's six foot four, and it was a good foot above his head. Good year for CRP, huh? Yeah, and I'm like, wow, we're never going to see him in right. there, is what you know. Uh, anyway, it, it's it, it that property's, but we hold deer year round. You see bucks and does year round on yeah. that property, um, but it's just hard wind wise getting in. You know, we have a big um, forty acre uh, hayfield. You know, yep. and it's like. You got to cross that thing to get to several stands, and it's cut. And, it's cut. Yes. and you're like, here I am. Look at me. Hi guys. Yeah. You no know. green screen. No nothing no, to yeah. get in. You're just walking. Yeah. yeah you're just right. walking. Yeah. So anyway, um, I, I think I, I, you know, if you were to if you were to talk to a brand new hunter, yeah. Let's see. I'm a brand new hunter. AJ has never bow hunted in his entire life, but he's going to do it this year. Yeah. Great. Give him some advice what would you give what advice would you give aj this year brand new year brand new you know here we go season's getting ready to start and he let's say he's got a hundred acre piece of yeah. ground um he's got a little bit of timber of mature timber with some acorns yeah. it'll fall um got a little creek line uh not a lot of water in the creek but a little creek line um and there's he's got food adjacent yeah. to his property on both sides so the east and west side um, it has food, corn and beans on one side or the other. Um, and he's got a little CRP, uh, pasture land and, and some, and some timber. Yeah. Well, advice for AJ, what would you. So one the, the number one things that beginner hunters do is they overhunt. And I know that sounds funny, but once again, we have pressure and those animals know you're there even long after you're gone. So the easiest thing to do on a small piece of property is to overhunt it. But how I hunt all of my properties, what I would say to him is start on the outsides early season. Don't go into the inside. Leave it alone. Don't blow your wind in there. Even if it seems like you're, because sometimes you got to scratch the itch. You just got to go hunting. Mm-hmm. So sit back, sit away on a field edge that's uh, not invasive. And there'll, there'll probably be a deer come down the field edge. As the rut goes on, you can move in. And then as late season, move back out. But the biggest thing is, is, don't overhunt it. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds funny, but when I hunted my Kansas property, I only had to hunt it five times to kill a mature deer. And one of the best things that happened was, is I didn't overhunt it. Right. It's easier to kill a deer in a week than it is the whole hunting season. Sure. So when it, if you know where to put your stand and you keep the wind in your face, the sun to your back, and you do it right, you can, you, you can hunt it. Um, longer if you hunt it less. Mm-hmm. You, d- that does makes that sense. make sense? That's yeah. one, I could give all kinds of other things, but if you blow it out and the deer pattern you before you pattern them, you're not even in the game anymore. Sure. 100% so agree. to a new hunter, it's hunt right. Hunt when the timing is right, the barometric pressure is right, which is 
higher barometric pressure, the better. The more it, they move, yep, the more they get up. Keep your try not to be seen, smelt, or heard. Mm-hmm. Um, get in there and hunt when it's right. And every other time, do something else or have a different piece of property that you just go and screw it up. I know that sounds funny, but yeah. beginning hunters are notorious for just pounding a property. And the more you pound it, the deer eventually learn. Like there's property boundaries. Coyotes have property boundaries. Deer, they mark things. Mm-hmm. And when you go in there and you have you touch the tree and you have your feet on the ground, you're marking that as yours. And eventually deer either only come by there at night or they come by or they just eliminate that area totally. Right. And so I've been way more successful hunting a property less than I ever have just saying I'm going to be hardcore and hunting it over and over and over. Right. Eventually, you're just sitting in the desert. Yeah. I mean, that's really what's happening. And not saying that you won't see a deer, but your bigger mature deer, even does, they just learn. Yeah. And then they move away from you. Yeah. So as as far as uh, the best advice is is hunt it right. It's just like practice. Yeah. Practice. Perfect practice. Makes perfect. Makes perfect. Yeah, sure, 100%. So it's Agreed. not how much, it's how precise. And it's the same way with beginning as an archer or a hunter, period. Would you um, would you encourage people to get into taxidermy um, as an art form that you like and you're good at? Would you encourage a kid? Yeah, oh, yeah. To, I mean, obviously, yeah. I try to encourage people to get so, out and hunt. And, and do things you know, like every, that. When it comes to taxidermy, I mean, that's one of the things, too, that it doesn't matter if it's interior design, home building, mm-hmm. taxidermy. I mean, it's art. There's right. a lot of different types of art. And as far as, you know, this is America. If you start a business, you can make it anything you want to. So just because you're a taxidermist doesn't mean you have to do mounts in your basement. You can take it anywhere you want to. Sure. And um, it's what it, taxidermy is, it's funny. It is an adult art class. I mean, you think about it. Everything that we do is paints, glues, needle and thread, (laughs) clays. I mean, it's an adult art class. I mean, it's awesome. Sure. So, um, I mean, I would encourage anybody to do that. You're working with your hands. You're building something on your own. You're proud of it. And if you put your heart and soul into it as equally as much as the people who went out to hunt their animal, it's hard to lose. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Well, man, thank you for taking your time coming hanging out with AJ and I today. Uh, AJ's like, man, AJ's like, look, I, I'm not a hunter guy. I'm just really not into the hunting game. Uh, <laughs> when he feels his heart rate fly up I'm and his heart you. beat out of his chest, you know then he needs to be hooked. I, it is, it is one of those things that, um, when you do it and it's, and you're even half ass successful. Yes. It's like, oh. yes. <laughs> I still, I, when I see does, I'm like, oh, dear. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm like, oh, there they are. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Am I going to shoot one? Am I going to get an opportunity to harvest one? Maybe, maybe not, but I get excited. Right. I'm like, okay, here we go. Now I feel like, and I don't know, I feel fatter when I'm standing in my camouflage in a tree. <laughs> I know it sounds dumb, <laughs> okay. but when I look down, I'm like, golly. It's, it's, There's no it's way just, they don't see me up here. Right? <laughs> like I'm like my belly looks three times bigger than it, is, and I'm like yeah. I feel you know. And then I got all that stuff. Here's the kind of thing we <laughs> we talked about, um, you know, comic book heroes and stuff. Batman's always been my guy, right? Because he's just yeah. a normal dude, but he's just got like I, what I I think I said it was he had a badass belt uh, right. tool belt, right? Yeah. He's got all these cool tools, and I'm like. Hunters, we're kind of like Batman. Yeah. You know what I mean? We got all this cool stuff, 
Yeah, we, oh yeah, a lot of guys are gadget guys. Oh, gadgets! gadgets. I got, I got the, things. Yes, I can, stuff. I got, yeah, I'm like, I got. Yeah. I'll put, I don't even have to. I just they just fall back, and I, you know, if I need my my uh, my rangefinder, it's right here connected to. There's a th- lot of companies making lots of money on gadget guys on me. hunters. Yeah, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, my wife, my wife likes to call me a collector. Well, she was, she hunters like, are collectors. Yeah, she was like, what, what, you know, why do you need that? I don't know. I don't know, but it's I do. It's cool. It's yeah, cool. Check it I out. Yeah, I need it. And I need one more <laughs> and another. I got five stands in this area. I'm going to yes, need five, five more. Yeah, yes. I need five more. But, you know, it's so it's kind of funny with, with that. It's musicians. We're the same. Think about guitar players. Yeah. Guitar players are collectors. You know, they get, yeah. they got to have this, they got to have this, then another pedal. Well, I got two pedals now. I probably ought to get another one just because, you know, yeah. we do, we do that as musicians and, and also too, but you know, you put on your stuff, you put on your camo. Yeah. You get into that mode of, I got to sneak in and I got to, I got to do yeah, everything. But you get to go right then for that fall time of the year, you get to go and relive some generational gene that's deep down inside of you. You Absolutely. get to go live it. It's the only time of the year that you get to do that. My, my father-in-law is not a hunter. In fact, he he's just like, oh, I could never. He wants to go, but he just wants to take pictures Yeah, and, and watch. But I guarantee he's the guy that you take and you'd see a deer and you're like, okay, I'm going to kill this one. Okay. And then as soon as you drew your bow, he'd be like, go run. You know what I mean? <laughs> he'd be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's funny because I'm like, if you... If you just sit out there, listen, I can go and sit in the woods and not see a deer. And it's okay. Yeah. For me, it's like going to church. Right. It, Cleansing. It, yes. It is. And I know people are like, well, whatever. You know, spiritual. No, no, it's it it is. I am real. When you're in the morning and you go out in the morning and you sit in the morning and you then watch the, the world come to life. Dude, yeah. is that not one of the and then at night when it, Yes, it's just like it's going to sleep. It's going the birds to sleep. roost. Yeah, everything stops. Yes, everything goes away. The winds calm down. The thermals start changing. Yeah, and the smells get different. Yeah, yeah, and it's like you watch it wake up. So this up, sounds weird to people that have to never sleep. done it. But you know what I thought about is all of the kids that grow up in inner cities. Because to me and you, this is normal. Sure. Right. This we're talking about things. That, yeah. That's just part of life. It's. Yeah. I didn't realize how many people don't know. That's what's surprising is they sit there and they're on social media and they say those things. Why do you hunt? And why do you do? I didn't realize that they've never been introduced to it. They've never seen or smelt those smells. They've, they've never seen what goes on in the world on a daily basis outside of, as Ted Nugent would say, the concrete jungle. Absolutely. Okay. So you, if you think about it too, you want to connect with yourself. Right. You will be never be a better person than you than chasing an animal that its only job is to live. You to connect with yourself. Yes. To to basically give yourself a reboot in your in your your whole soul. Your purpose. Your whole yeah. Everything. I try to explain that to people who don't hunt. Yeah, they won't get it. And they're just like, oh. It sounds probably okay. sounds weird to the people listening that, that have never done it. Right. But when you go out, like I said, I don't have to see a deer. I don't have to kill a deer. Is it great yep. when you get to harvest an animal? Yeah. Absolutely. And it's part of that's why we do it. Um, and plus, I get to enjoy. But we're not killers. That's the thing. We do kill. It's the byproduct of hunting, but we're not killers. I don't that's go out to kill. We, right. I don't go out to kill. I go out to. Okay. Yes, I do. I, I, okay. Yes. Yeah. I do go to kill an animal. It is the byproduct of what we do, though. Right. But it's the end result. But it's it's so much more than that, right? To get in to to just in the in the 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 thing where you get to go sit into into nature, 
You want to, you want to, you melt in, you sat down in that tree and you melt in and, and the world just, comes alive around you. The squirrels start running around, the birds start flying, the hawks, the crows, everything yeah. lands on you. Animals start walking by you and, and all, and you're sitting there going, this happens every day while I'm at work. Yeah. This is awesome. This is, this happens every, every day, day, every single day. And I get lucky enough right now to be a part of this. Yeah. And then same thing. When the sun starts going down, everybody comes up. Sometimes you don't want them to come up in the tree because they want to go. You're like, yeah. they're like, hey, dude, I was sleeping there yesterday. It's just like a front yeah. row ticket to Marty Stauffer's Wild America. It's absolutely. That's it. So my my thing is when when I talk that about, dated us, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> come on. <laughs> I, I, but but you know, it's it's like it's like to me, I don't have to see a deer. I don't have to kill an animal. To enjoy nature, to enjoy what God made, right, and and it and it is cleansing. It's like I look. I've solved world hunger several times. I'm not telling from anybody. a tree stand, right? Absolutely, I'm not yeah, telling anybody. I know, but I've I've made my I've made I've made packs with myself. I've made yep. I've I have um, argued with myself. I've I mean I've done so many things in a tree stand or in a ground blind or in yeah. a deer blind by myself that you know you want to you want to get close be out there by yep. yourself in nature there's nothing Alone like it with just your thoughts that's what i'm saying yes. it's it there's nothing like it there's truly nothing like yeah, it yeah the only company you have is your thoughts yeah and and sometimes it's it's for me like i said for me i'm just like oh my god it, this is amazing it is truly beautiful right it doesn't matter if you're in a bean field or sitting over uh, just a crp field or in the timber you just look around and you're like, man, this is cool. And we're just talking whitetails right now. Yeah. It's the same whether you're here in Elk Bugle yeah. in the West or you're running dogs for a mountain lion or yeah. sitting up in the boreal forest for bear it's, and you're hearing the ravens. Yeah. And like, yeah. It's it's the well, being in, like, I was in West Virginia in the dark. That was a little spooky. Not going to lie. I'm like, there's bears out here. And I'm walking up these, <laughs> these two track logging roads. And I'm like, with a bow. Yeah, see, like with me out west where I, I got elk, it's not bears or mountain lions, it's rattlesnakes because we're walking everywhere oh, in the dark and yeah. there's darn rattlesnakes out there. Yeah. I, I'm just like, as long as you don't hit any spiders. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm like, dude, I don't, I got to. So you, you are, you're the one waving a stick absolutely. everywhere you go. Yeah, yeah damn right. You're I looking am. like Billy Jack Stevens <laughs> yeah, out there. I'm at like, especially <laughs> yeah. right when I get in the timber I line. I won't lie, I do it too. <laughs> Listen, I do it too. Right, right, when, right when I, right when I get if to you've the ever timber. ever ate one, it's easier to just carry the stick. <laughs> well, I just take it, I'll knock, I'll take an arrow out of my quiver and I'm like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't, hey, whatever, if whatever works. Everybody, you know, everybody has that picture in their head. Yeah. They're like, I do it too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Do, we all do it. Yeah, we all do it. Nobody wants to ha have no. it on our face. No, no. There, and you can't, once it hits it. Yeah, you can't pull it off. It it's just like this, to you. And you're like, oh my God, where is he at? <laughs> and as you back up, you're like, he's on me. Yes. And my thing is, oh my, as soon as I feel something, I'm it like, wham, wham, wham. wham. I'm, I'll, yeah, no, it's not good. <laughs> It's not good. It is not good. <laughs> I noticed that you said Batman, not Spider Man. Yeah, no Batman. So yeah, because <laughs> you know that's still just a normal guy. But no, you didn't go there. No, I know Batman. I feel like Batman <laughs> when I put on my stuff. And I'm, I'm in the woods. You know what I mean? Think of a question. Yeah, favorite food: boxers or briefs. Boxers or briefs. Perfect. Okay, favorite food: boxers or briefs. <laughs> He's calling me. He's calling him. He's calling me. Surprise. 
Hello? Are you there? I'm here. Hey, and- well, su- surprise, you're on a podcast. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Mike Rogers, I, listen, we just called Mike Rogers out of the blue. He didn't know it was coming. Uh, me and AJ, yeah. me and AJ are here doing our uh, podcast. This is a new thing we're doing called Surprise You're on a Podcast. We just call random people and hopefully they answer. So, okay. Yeah. Now, listen, uh, just a oh. little, we're going to update a little bit. Mike was on season one. He was the second, yes, the second, uh, second episode of season one. Um, I think he was our first guest. He was it? our very first guest. Um, yeah. And uh, so just a little recap on Michael, uh, most talented person on the planet. Um, oh, shoot. And, and uh, now he is, uh, he was with Craig Morgan, Craig Morgan's band leader forever and ever. He was out with me, my band leader. Uh, then he was, uh, he's done blue, <laughs> he had a bluegrass stint, um, which was dumb. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just teasing. Fun. Uh, then, then it wasn't dumb. It was fun. It was fun, fun, son, fun, <laughs> yeah, uh, fun, fun. And 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 uh, then you know he now he's out. He has he has a new project. Um, it's been going for about a year now with uh, with the. Um, uh, brotherly love, brotherly love, yeah. Brotherly uh, love. yeah, man, and that's going great. Him, Jimmy Fortune, Bradley Walker, and uh, Ben Isaacs. Uh, yeah. What a great! I mean, to me, it's it's just a new, better version of the Statler brothers. That's kind of how I'm looking at it uh, because man, it's, it's awesome. It is awesome, and people are bad. people are loving it, man. Everybody I've talked to, Clay Walker's guys couldn't get enough of you guys, uh, of, enough of the music. <laughs> Honestly, and 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 Vance, oh, God. it was awesome. Vance was like, "Hey, can can I get tickets?" I know he's a big Jimmy Fortune fan too, and he said, "Hey, Jimmy's coming. Uh, and can I? You think you could get me tickets?" So I had to call Jimmy, and I said, "You know, hey, can you hook my guy up?" And he did. Uh, he's so nice, you know, for, for that too. But uh, how that's going good, right? Everything's going good with that. It's going great, and and it's going so good. And now that you you're getting to do what you should have been doing years ago. Um, and, and you're playing with your hero. I know. And, and, uh, one of AJ's heroes, uh, you got your, your dream gig right now with Ricky Skaggs. Uh, you are, you are a member of the Kentucky thunder. Um, dude, that's awesome. That is so cool. Uh, so, so enough about you. Uh, why don't you say some nice things about me now? And then, uh, we can be done with this. Well, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just teasing. Hands I'm, down. <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. So, okay, we got three questions, Michael. Are you okay. ready? Come on. Three questions. Yeah. Boxers or briefs? <sighs> none. None. He said none. none. He's commando. <laughs> commando. Waste of money, waste of time. <laughs> Boxer. Boxer. Okay. All right. <laughs> your favorite, your favorite food. Sausage. Sausage. He said sausage. <laughs> uh, you know. Okay. Sausage. Sausage. Sausages and hamburgers. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, the next thing is um, the last question. Okay. Favorite yeah. flavor of ice cream. Wow. That's good. Um, wow. Man. It's tough. That's a tough one. Uh, 
I'm going to go with chocolate. Just chocolate ice cream. Boom. Just regular chocolate ice cream. It's easy. It's easy. All right. Chocolate ice cream. All right. Maybe with some peanut butter in there, but chocolate. Okay. So, okay. So, uh, you were at the Opry tonight. Were you playing the Opry tonight? Yeah. uh, They had me come in to sing. Oh, um, good. Staff fan. So, and then the Isaacs were on there, which are new members of the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah. Yes. You know, know, and and it's only taken them 30 years, I I guess. I mean, it's been too long. It should have been in the first year. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) But, uh, you know, hey, they're in, they've made it, and and it's all good oh, now. The, the world the world can be right now. So um, The world is right. Okay, buddy. Well, listen, that's all I needed. I just wanted to call and say, hey, yeah, I told you. It's going to be easy, short and simple. Well, there's, you know, I have, a, I have a story real quick. Okay, go ahead. So, go ahead. So when I was out with Tate, when I was out with you, Tate, uh-huh. uh, I remember one time I got on the bus. We just, we just got done with the show, and you mm. probably know where I'm going with this. I go back to the back of the bus and I look on the floor and it's snowing. It was snowing. <laughs> it was. In the it bus. was snowing in our bus. That's right. They <laughs> kept the bus so cold it snowed. We had a snowstorm. We had to close down the hallway. That was hilarious. That is true. That is very, you can't make that up. It was snowing. It was amazing. It It snowed in our bus. It was was so so good. good. When when I went to bed, I was like, oh, this is so good. I love it. (laughs) I'm so cold. It's so cold and dark in here. I love it. Yeah. Well, so. Are we done? Is that it? That's I it, mean, man. I, I can give you some more information. No, That's no, no. Nope, you're good. You've what? you've done enough okay. work. We'll have to get him back as okay. a, a regular guest here one of these days. Now, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll have you I'd on. Love to. We're, we're gonna have you on. Then we can talk more about music and and what's what's really happening. Oh. And I just wanted to call and say, hey, surprise! You're on a podcast. I love it. Well, All right, thank buddy. You so much. All right, man. Love well, you, man. I miss I'll you. I love you. Guys. Okay, we'll see you. Okay. Uh-huh, bye-bye. Bye. That was Michael Rogers. Uh, surprise, you're on a podcast. That worked out. Yes. Nice. Perfect. All right. Look, uh, I I enjoyed this. This has been awesome. Um, again, I, this podcast is my sweet life. It's the sweet yeah, life. Right. It's what I enjoy. A- AJ, obviously, too, but he's not a hunter, really. But yeah. but what we talk about on this, it makes, it makes us... You know, it's kind of what makes us tick, you know, and hunting is one of those things that I've done it since I was a kid. I've loved it. And my, I've taught my son to do it. Yeah. You know, I can't wait till I have grandkids. So I can't wait. But, you know, when I have grandkids one of these days, <laughs> I'm going to take them hunting. Sure. I want them to experience it. Yep. I got my wife into going. She shot her first Well, it's doe. a heritage. I mean, it's passed down from Absolutely. one generation to the next. Absolutely. I, my wife shot her first deer last year uh, with with me. She, she hunted when she was a little girl with her dad. Um, she's been bear hunting and all kinds of stuff. So... But she's never killed a, a deer, yeah. and so she shot her first doe last year, um, and and uh, it was awesome. It was a great time. I mean, I'm like, now she's hooked. She loves right. it. She wants to go. She's she's like, if I don't kill anything, I'm fine. I just want to go with you because it's awesome. And I'm like, hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree. Yeah. You know. So yeah, I love it, man. I, I love it, uh, and and that's why it was kind of it was kind of cool because I'm like, man, I want to I want to. It's deer season right now. It is. It's it's a hundred percent. I should have been in the woods tonight, but you know we're doing this. Um, my thing is, uh, it is it's a guy. It's a it's it's God gave us this uh, resource this resource to use, um, and it's never ending. Right. 
Renewable. It's renewable. It's a renewable resource that that we can enjoy uh, as Americans and as as people. Not even Americans, all over the world. I mean, you know, there's animals all over the world. Hunting's created bonds as long as there's been hunting. Yeah. I mean, Uh, some of my best friends I meet in camps all over the United States and Canada, and I'm still in contact with them. Yeah. All because of hunting. Yeah, and and it, it is something that truly, when you're around hunters... Yep. It's, it is, we're brothers. Yep. It's, it's more, I mean, literally you don't know these people from Adam, but you know him. You do. You immediately have something in common. You have some spider interest. Spider webs. You can. Scared of the dark. <laughs> all all of that. Yeah. It's all, it's, it's all, all in there. there, man. It's all in there. <laughs> well, Kevin, man, I appreciate you being yeah. on. Uh, thanks for taking your time. Uh, you know, we'll have you back. We'll talk yeah. some more. It's, it's all good stuff. So, all right, it. guys, thank you. Uh, thanks for listening. Hope you guys uh, enjoyed it. Episode number two on the uh, episode number two for season three. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Ain't this a sweet life? Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Want to ask a question for a future episode? Well, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter with hashtag Sweet Life Podcast. And be sure to give us a five-star rating and hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay up to date on the latest news and information for the Sweet Life Podcast. And we'll see you next time.